Today's episode is brought to you by McLean Middleton, providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. Hi, everybody. This is Jeff Feingold, editor of New Hampshire Business Review, with our Down to Business podcast for May 12th, 2021. Uh, this week we have a really uh, special guest on, and want to get right back right into it with her. It's Liz Hitchcock, who is the owner of the Bookery, the Factory on Willow, the uh, the new uh, apartment, and I guess mixed use complex really, and is well known as uh, an investor and a and she and her husband Jeremy are great supporters of the arts and education in New Hampshire and Manchester in particular. So welcome, Liz. Glad for you to glad you'll be here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here today. Great. And also, just to give a heads up to the listeners, we will you will hear another voice, and it's Ernesto Burden, our publisher, who's going to be joining us for this conversation because Ernesto takes great interest in these topics and begged me to be on, so I, I relented. Thanks for letting me horn in, Jeff. <laughs> anyway, Liz, could you explain? Just talk, talk, give me a little bit of an overview of where you see the uh, the the arts communities where it is right now in terms of post you know, in the COVID at the tail end of the COVID, we hope in Manchester in particular, where, where it stands right now. Yeah, I mean, it's not an easy time for any of us, right? Our doors were shut for months and months on end, but I really see in the next six to 12 months, a gigantic resurgence in the interest of people to spend time uh, kind of immersing themselves in experiences. Um, and what I mean by immersing themselves as an experience is they're not just going to go to the theater to be a part of the, just to watch a show. I think they're going to want to be a part of that show and feel like they are, you know, like they get dressed up to go to the show. They go out for dinner, which has always been, you know, dinner and a show is always a great way to immerse yourself in an evening experience with a, a show. And I think you're going to see this across the board, whether it's uh, performing arts or uh, visual arts as well. The people who want to immerse themselves in the experiences a bit more, get to know artists a bit more, spend time together. Yeah, I, I think that it, it's, it, it's really, because as someone who moved to, the, to Manchester a couple of years ago, you know, I, I, we automatically gravitated towards, towards the arts end of these things, you know. There was the late lamented Kelly Stelling, Gall- Kelly Stelling Gallery over there on Hanover Street, which was a great, uh, gallery and we really enjoyed that and it was it gave it gave the city a different kind of feel than I remember when I've because I've worked in the city for 35 years and it really is something relatively new for this to really be take showing its artistic side this in a way you know what I mean yeah Liz what are some of the what are some of the opportunities that you picture when you're talking about immersive experiences you know are there are there things that you're working on that that fall into that category you know there's always stuff that we're working on at orbit group whether it's through the bookery or the factory um, right now, you know, we're loading up our season for our events at the bookery. We can't wait for readings with authors in place uh, rather than remotely. Um, so all of you readers out there, I'd love for you to come by and uh, sit down with your favorite author and make sure you get a signed book. And I think that, you know, we'll also see a lot of that at the factory as well. We're in the middle of kind of programming programming our AIR program at the factory, which is our artist in residency program. 
we'll have uh, two artists beginning in July that will be living with us for three months. And uh, as we've continued to do work at the factory, we've had our uh, artists and residents that are uh, artists that works for Orbit Group over there all the time. And there's nothing more fun than to see an artist at work. So he's out there painting some beautiful murals in the building. He's always around just giving a different kind of air to the place. So I think that you're going to see more of this like uh, interactivity with the artists, which is really exciting to me. I think the other fun thing is that, you know, everyone's excited to go out and hear their favorite live band, right? And so more music at the bookstore, more music at the factory, more music downtown, more music at the Courier, more music at the Palace, at the Rex. Mm. I think that's going to be really exciting and fun. And that's one thing that we're working on, but I know that so many other arts uh, organizations are working on that as well. So it should be a really exciting next couple of months. That's awesome. Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt you. I talk all the time. Look at this. We're going to go back and forth like this. It's going to become all about us, Liz. <laughs> the, the artist in residence program. I wanted to touch on that before we uh, before we went by it too much. You know, what's you know when you think about it strategically, like underlying everything that you guys do. There, you know, the, there are probably multiple goals, and some of them are probably philanthropic and cultural, but some of them are business goals. How do those two things tie together in this case? Because I think you can make a case for for the arts being good for business, but but is that how you guys see it? Is that part of the strategy? And what is that case? How are arts good for the business? You know, it's really about placemaking for me. So making someone feel like they're at home, that they're living in a beautiful place. Um, all of these kind of endeavors, architecture, civil engineering, they're all so much about creating a beautiful and amazing place. And the icing on that is definitely uh, the visual arts that you can put in the place as well. So, you know, uh, it's to make, it's to beautify, it's to make it better. And, um, but also, you know, they, they can help create programs, programming around the art that they're making, program, programming for shows um, of their artwork. And um, it's just a really great synergy that's created when you have an artist in place doing the work for you. Interesting. Jeff. Yeah, I, I just want to, you know, now that we're talking about the factory before, I wanted to just find out, speaking at it from a uh, from the business perspective, how things are going over there. Have, have you had uh, good interest? Are you, are you vacancies? Are you sold out or rented out or whatever? How's, how's it going? You know, um, it's a new business for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we gave the team a couple of months to try and go ahead and rent it out. They did a stellar job for never having done this before. And we're going to start working with a leasing agency to get the rest of the place leased out. There's a lot of interest. Um, but, you know, you got to have professionals in the job doing what they've got to yeah. do in order to lease out a place. We have uh, 61 units available. Um, we are now at about 10 that are occupied. Um, so we have another 50 units to uh, go ahead and rent out to people. Um, but the real rock star in the whole situation is short-term um, rentals. So mm. we have 16 Airbnbs, uh, three, four of which are on the Airbnb website today, um, 16 of which all 16 will be in the next couple of weeks. And mm. they're all furnished. They're all decorated by local interior designers and artists. 
And um, they're going really great. I was really surprised. Colorado, Florida, people are hmm. looking for Airbnbs. They're looking for, as I said, a different experience. They don't want to stay at a, a traditional um, hotel. They want to feel like they're a part of the place that they're going to. And one of the ways that they can do that is via Airbnb. So we're really excited to see how that program continues to grow. We're also really excited for that program because it's a space, if we're doing a show in the live amphitheater that we have downstairs, if we have a you know food truck night and you maybe have a little bit too much beer, there's a place on site for you to stay, which I think is really awesome. Um, but also our commercial tenant um, potential to be is really interested in hybrid workplaces, which are going to be gigantic over the next several years because no one wants to go back to their workplace. 80% uh, like hybrid, 10% want to be at work all the time, and 10% want to be at home all the time. So you know that there's going to be like some mix of all of this remotes becoming easier. So they're excited to have the Airbnbs as well so that when they have employees from out of town, they can come and stay on property. But mm. we're pretty lucky because they're also super excited in all the art endeavors that we're doing on the property as well. Yeah, Kami, just, just for people who aren't that familiar with, with the factory, this is, a, this is a, a project you put together that has, what you say, 60 or so apartments, but also you have this other space in there. You mentioned an amphitheater. And I know originally the plan was to have mostly artists living there and it's it's designed for artists for interaction and stuff. Could you explain a little bit more about it? I'm not, I don't know if I'm doing it as much justice. So as originally, my goal was to create a vulnerable housing for artists. Um, I have to admit that the pro forma got out of hand, and uh, we didn't get to affordable uh, in the manner that I wanted to get. I think that you know you can afford it if you're a working professional. Um, so what we've done is we have created this AIR program to kind of help augment that because we didn't get there. Um, but, you know, I think that it's going to be a great place for people to come and hang out because we have these amazing spaces that, I, that I've created. We have a four season food hall, uh, which will have a cafe that's there every day. Um, they'll be the ones that serve the liquor for the food trucks that come into the hall. Uh, we can serve about three to four food trucks at a time via the hall. And we're really excited about that because uh, if you want to talk about arts, culinary arts are like one of everyone's favorites because everyone eats. So right. um, <laughs> all of these new food trucks, they're doing these specialized types of uh, foods where they're super niche and like just amazing food. So whether it's poutine or gyros or uh, barbecue, you can find something really amazing. You mix all these up into the same space and you add, you know, an event, live music. And all of a sudden you've got an experience that people can't uh, find anywhere else. We also will have the outdoor amphitheater, which is adjacent to, um, we just are in the process of getting uh, planning boards uh, okay for a distillery on the eastern side of the site so that we can have a distillery we can have the amphitheater and overlooking that amphitheater we don't have a four season food hall but food truck food hall but we do have a, a food truck patio so that you can mm. overlook the music it's all enclosed and you can do some really fun bands with you know if you're interested in having a beer with that or if you're interested in having a taco with that we can offer everything that's really cool i mean it's, it's like a it's like an attraction you're putting together <laughs> Really more than anything. It's really cool. Do you anyway, see do you see a chance say, for that? Sorry, Jeff. I was just before we go away from the, the yeah. affordable space for artists, like that sounds like it was such a cool concept. 
I'm curious what triggered that for you. Were you picturing this sort of left bank of Paris in the 20s kind of affordable <laughs> artist space where you just have this congregation of people? Um, and, and, and how could that happen now? Over the last uh, 12 years, I've been super involved in the art scene in Manchester, whether it's through the Courier, the Institute of Art, I was on the board there as well. And really what I kept on hearing from all of these students was we don't, we're going to Providence, we're going to Boston. I'm like, why are you leaving here? It's beautiful, it's great, just give it some time. Um, and over and over again, I heard A, that we didn't have affordable housing for artists, but B, we didn't have like a place where all of these people work together that they could kind of continue to grow and kind of use the energy that they're creating in order to create something greater. And it really kept on hitting home with me that they didn't have this place, this, this home for these types of activities. And so that was kind of the genesis of the factory, that I want to give them this home so they didn't feel like they had to go to Providence or to Asheville, North Carolina, or wherever else they were going. I wanted them to stay right here in Manchester because Manchester is so awesome. Hey, Lisa, I just, wanted, that, I just want to get back to this in a minute, but. Uh, we have to take a break. We'll be right back. McLean Middleton is one of New England's premier full-service law firms, with headquarters in Manchester, New Hampshire, and offices in Concord and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Woburn in Boston, Massachusetts. McLean Middleton has over 100 attorneys in five locations and has been providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. A full-service law firm with practice areas in corporate, tax, employment, litigation, trusts and estates, energy and environment, intellectual property and privacy, and data security, to name just a few. McLean Middleton's commitment to their clients, community, and colleagues has helped them to establish and maintain long-standing relationships as trusted advisors. Whether you are starting your business, growing your business, or preparing to sell your business, McLean Middleton has the experience to guide you through the complexities of the legal system. For a complete listing of their practice areas, attorneys, and locations, visit www.mclane.com. Anyway, it's really, you said that Manchester is awesome, and it's really something, it's, it's really coming to its own in the last uh, several years. Do you, from your perspective, how have you, uh, you've been obviously a big part in it. Do you, what do you see for it maybe going forward in a few years? What, what kind of a vision do you have on the city? You know, before COVID happened, I said, you know, we're at this kind of cliff, and either we can get our wings and soar, or we're gonna fall off this cliff and that's just gonna be the end of it. And I think actually COVID might've given us some wings uh, between the outdoor dining, uh, the, the work that the community is doing to make it better, whether it's Stark Park or it's Arms Park, or I think people are spending more time in their local, so in their city that they live in. And I think that gave us some wings and I'm really excited about where it's gonna go and the future of arts and the community for Manchester. Hmm. Really, that's it's real, that's really encouraging, actually, because I think you can see it also in some other cities around the state. But Manchester, you know, because it's being the biggest has really, and I think in many ways has come the farthest, the furthest, you know, considering you know where not that long ago it was, it was you could roll a quarter down Elm Street and no one wouldn't hit anybody. But as they say, anyway. Um, so could could you talk a little bit about maybe some of the other projects you may be working on on uh, when it comes to the arts or 
in the city or elsewhere? You know, I think everything's art. So <laughs> you might have a problem. We might not have enough time left for this. <laughs> we'll have to deal um, with that. We've, we've been doing some great work with Manchester Moves. Um, placemaking is so important, and I think by adding art to your place, it becomes so much better. Uh, they did this incredible job upgrading the trails down at Stark Park this last year. It's been really a grassroots effort uh, by a, a very special family, the Sukups. Um, Jason and his family have done amazing things down there. And I was like, Jason, the one thing you really need is some type of art. So if you go down there and you wander around, you'll see at any one point in time, you know, several people there taking their selfies with a with a, a piece of art down there that you should go find. It's a, a hidden troll, so make sure you get down there. Um, but, you know, art should be everywhere. Art is everywhere. I'm looking at your backgrounds. You guys have art behind you, and I don't have <laughs> one piece behind me right now from Alexandra Bai, who was one of our artists in residence a few years ago. But art is everywhere. It should be everywhere, and there should be a reason for you to want to take pictures with that art because it's beautiful, and it makes you feel good, and it makes you smile. So um, the Manchester Moves work, I think, is going to be inclusive of quite a bit of art. Um, you know, we're continuing to do the work on Cat Alley. We just added a beautiful, uh, I can't think of the name of it, header that says Cat Alley um, in the way that the other areas, districts in Manchester are defined, whether it's Kelly Street or the Gaslight District. Um, and so we did the cat crosswalk. So the kitty cats take you across the crosswalk and uh, then you get to Cat Alley and have a beautiful sign for that. Um, and I think we'll continue to work with the other building owners in the area to continue to upgrade and judge the uh, Cat Alley experience. Um, you guys, oh, to that end, to that end, you guys did a, um, is it a, a map that's like an outdoor scavenger hunt to see local art where you're, you're sort of pointing people to all the different artworks that are making place around the city? Yeah, so we do actually have several different types of uh, maps. We've got the kind of the technology map, uh, having been that's where our roots came from. We thought it was really important. Uh, also, we've got the restaurant map. Uh, and then also, finally, we have the arts map. And it's this great map. And you know what? We've been making art for years in Manchester. And um, all of these parks have beautiful public art in them. And people really forget the statuary, and there's a lot of statuary in uh, Manchester. They're beautiful pieces of art, so go appreciate that art as well. But there's new art, too, so go and appreciate the good new stuff, too. So we've got a smattering of all of the different pieces, whether it's uh, historical, it's current, um, on that little map that does show you around all of the pieces in Manchester. And does that tie City murals project, Jeff. We keep doing that. I know we're good at that. Um, but but so you have the city murals project. How does that relate to that as well? Is that is that you're actually encouraging other people to create space for this new art, right? Yeah, I mean, why not? I think that you know mural art is this really cool thing where it can change periodically, and that's the way it should be, right? It shouldn't be like this uh, historical statuary. It should be something that you change up every once in a while based on the needs of the community and where it's at. We uh, did some great ones over at Bunny's right next to the Rex Theater, and it's all about the music that the Rex Theater was bringing to town. But what's really cool about it is you want people to come to your city and want to take pictures with this artwork. So they are uh, artwork that you can interact with. You can sit there and pretend you're playing the trombone, playing, uh, singing into a microphone, 
Um, and it's really just important to have fun with what you're doing. So this hmm. this mural work is just, you know, beautifying the city a bit, making places where people can pause and appreciate what exists. If you haven't been behind the Palace Theater and see, seen their B mural, you're missing out. So make sure you get over there. Um, it's, it's what makes the city special. And it speaks to the city, too, which I think is really important. Could you tell us where, where this, these maps are available, especially the arts map? You know, is it online or this map? Yeah, so you can find them at orbitgroup.com. And I'm not exactly sure where. Let me see if I can find that as we chat. Slash projects. Thank That's, you. Oh, very good. Orbitgroup.com slash projects. Exactly. Very good. Perfect. Because I think I think there'll be people who'll be interested in this because I, it's something like you said it you know it's been a long a long several you know months and months and months we've been gone through where there hasn't been any feeling of uh, uh, the the clouds lifting but I think it's finally starting to happen so I and I think the art arts have a lot to do with that um, also also Liz just just to to ask you this. I do know, obviously, you, you and, and uh, Jeremy and others have been a very active uh, uh, venture capitalists, investors, equity investors. Now, a lot of that is in Manchester, right? I mean, you, you, you focus a lot on New Hampshire tech companies. Do you see that as New Hampshire? Because to get to another part of its evolution is becoming kind of a tech hub. Is that still something that you see is going to be happening, be growing? This Manchester as a tech uh, hub community or whatever? We've got a an extremely educated community. Um, and there's one of two ways you can take it. Remote work is so easy to do now. A lot of those people could be employed by places like Apple and Microsoft. And it doesn't matter that they're not out there anymore. They could be right here. But I also feel like, you know, there's going to be a good amount of people that are like, I am, even though I can live this new hybrid lifestyle, this new remote work lifestyle, I am still tired of that. And boy, I saw that, you know, our lives could end at any moment. I want to go do something now. And I do believe that there will be more startups because more people will be interested in living the best life that they can live. And mm. you know what? Entrepreneurship is pretty, pretty darn cool. It's pretty fun. It can be really, really stressful. It's almost all the time that you're doing it, but it, it means that you are the one that's controlling what's going on in your life. It's mm. a good way of putting it. Very interesting. Yeah, because I, I do know that, that you guys have, you know, obviously with uh, the, the latest uh, endeavor, that Zoom telephonics, which now, now, you're, now you're part of a publicly traded corporate company. That's a pretty big step. So that's got to make your life even more interesting now. Many <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to, to talk to. about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been a lot of fun. And to see, like, you know, Jeremy and I came up with the idea about Minimum before dying sold, we're like, hey, we need a job if this dying thing, what's gonna happen with this? Um, so, uh, you know, it was this great idea based off of the Murai botnet and the fact that I didn't want my kids' cameras to be hacked in their bedrooms. And it's really turned it into its own thing. The internet security, IOT security, it's super important. And I love that it's here in Manchester. It really is. It really is cool. I mean, I have to say that you guys have done so much for for us, for the city, and for, you know, for the state. I, I'm not trying to suck up or anything. I'm just saying it as a fact. It's a journalistic fact. So, 
<laughs> it's also just a lot of fun for us. So thank you <laughs> for letting right. us do it here. <laughs> anyway, Ernesto, did you have anything else? Otherwise, we will let our you know, I could I could go back and talk about the uh, the scavenger hunt and the maps and the arts in the city all afternoon, but I I can probably leave it there. I just want to want to note that that um, you know having we were talking a little bit before we started recording about our kids, and you know I have kids that that range from uh, almost ten to almost nineteen at this point, and and a couple in between, and uh, there's nothing better than going out and walking around the city and stumbling across something like Ralph Bear Square and having the opportunity then to hold forth about here's where your video games that you love so much came from or things like that. And so I just, I personally love the concept of public art for the conversations it creates, you know, whether it's conversations about history or technology or about culture or about justice or, you know, it, it really, uh, you know, has such an important role. So it's it, this was a fun conversation. I'm happy to have been a part of it. Thanks, both of you guys. Yeah, yeah Liz, thank you very, very much. We hope maybe we can have you on some other time because we've got a lot more we could talk about, obviously. But uh, I didn't ask for your book recommendations as per instructions, but I really <laughs> want to say thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And also, Ernesto, uh, this is Jeff Feingold, editor of the Hampshire Business Review, saying be well, everybody. <laughs>